You're listening to the Ending Human Trafficking Podcast. This is episode number 64. In this episode, the Global Center for Women and Justice turns 10. Welcome to the Ending Human Trafficking Podcast. My name is Dave Stahovia. And my name is Sandy Morgan. And this is the show where we empower you to study the issues, be a voice, and make a difference in ending human trafficking while eating birthday cake. That's well, what we do. Yeah, happy birthday. Hey, happy birthday. The this Global Center for Women and Justice turns 10 this it's, month. It's an exciting time to be part of the Global Center for Women and Justice at Vanguard University. And I thought it's kind of self-serving. We don't usually talk about ourselves that we much. Don't. We don't, which but is good. We're going to focus on us this this episode. We are. And hopefully you'll indulge us for one episode here to say a little bit about what the center's done in the past, because it has been quite a 10-year history, Sandy. And you've been a huge part of that 10-year history. And so we thought we'd spend some time talking about what the center is, what the history has been like, and of course, as importantly, if not more so, is what does the future look like for the center and what's next and what are some things happening around the celebration? Because it really is uh, quite a celebration we have coming up here. Well, when you think about it, 2003 at a private Christian university to launch a women's studies minor was pretty cutting edge. Um, this wasn't normal. Why is it? Why was it not normal? That's well, uh, that's kind of a think, surprise to me. I think in a conservative um, Christian environment, the idea of women's studies sounded a little um, um, liberal. Maybe people were people had an idea that it was going to be like second wave feminism, and that it had some sort of a us versus them gender. Um, confrontation. The men aren't treating the women well, and so we're going to fight for our rights. Um, but that isn't the tone of the Global Center for Women and Justice or mm. the Women's Studies minor. Yeah, not at all. It's more about building a biblical framework through research, education, advocacy, and collaboration so that we can begin to advance the status of women. I was talking to some students about why do a women's studies minor and why should young men be in the women's studies minor? And there's young men in our women's studies minor this there are, year. There are, and have been in the past. And, and the biblical final exam on gender equity, if you will, is in the book of James, chapter 1, verse 27. When it says true religion, religion that God accepts as pure and faultless. So that's the standard. This is the grade you have to get to be an authentic Christian. Otherwise, you know, you're, you're not going to make the A grade and everybody wants a 4.0, right? You, of Dave? Course. Oh, of yeah? course, of course. So the religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself from being um, polluted by the world. Mm. 
So this whole idea of ending human trafficking, the purpose for this podcast, when we realize that widows and orphans globally are the most marginalized because of a, um, and we talk about this in some of our podcasts and particularly in our, in our women's studies program, because of a patriarchal society structure that marginalizes women and orphans. And so a woman who is a widow and Um, In fact, when I started working in Kurdistan, it was because I had read a report that the women in the red light district in Damascus, Syria in 2008, over 60% were widows from Iraq, young widows, and they had no resources because they were marginalized. So how do we begin to build um, a global worldview that values women just as much as men and women have property rights and they get to vote. In fact, just a few weeks ago, we celebrated Women's Equality Day here in America. And it's always exciting for me to watch the faces of students who um, begin to understand that we haven't always had the right to vote in America. Yeah, and it's very easy, I think, for Americans and particularly younger Americans to not appreciate the fact that it it has not always been the way it is in America today. And in fact, of course, there's still much work to do in America around this issue, but there has been a lot of progress over the last 50 to 100 years in our country on this issue, but around the world, not as much. And there are still many, many places around the world where um, women are marginalized and it is a really important mission of Vanguard to uh, put the focus and attention on women and and the center's efforts to really bring light to many, many difficult situations around the world. And really to be a voice. And mm-hmm. when we started in 2003, we were originally called Center for Women's Studies. We changed that to Global Center for Women and Justice because we wanted to bring that context of, of globalization and that we care about women and children on the west coast of Africa or in Southeast Asia or in um, the Ukraine, wherever we're looking at things like this. So studying these so that we can be a voice and make a difference creates opportunities for us to engage not just with our students, but with our community as well. And it is our belief that as a Christian higher education institution, we need to provide a strong foundation for students who are compelled to respond to the plight, the circumstances of women and children that are caught in modern day slavery, in the violence of war, the politics of gender-based violence, and then to learn how to engage our community and to um, take make career choices, really, that they're compelled to follow in order to be part of the solution. So we're going to celebrate our 10th birthday party. We're starting on September 19th with a screening here in Newport Beach, just the neighbor neighboring community here to Costa Mesa at Vanguard. And at the Lido, we're going to screen Girl Rising, which was um, co-produced by six different organizations. We'll have World Vision with us for a panel after, but nine stories of, of girls whose lives were changed because of education. I'm really excited to see this movie. I haven't oh, seen it yet, but it uh, fa- sounds neat. 
And it demonstrates how important that kind of early intervention is to ending human trafficking. You don't need to go rescue somebody if they never went in that direction. So that's really important. And then after that, we're going to have a big birthday cake at Vanguard on the 20th. And on the 21st, we're celebrating with a luncheon and our co-chairs, Mary Beth Molnar and Daryl and Malilly, have put together an amazing program. They invited Ernie Allen back out to California. He's oh, going to be our keynote speaker. Absolutely. It's going to be a great day. And we'd love people to join us. You can go online and um, purchase tickets or get event information. And this won't be the end of it. All year, we're going to have 10th anniversary activities that you can participate in. I do love what co-chair Daryl and Malili said about Vanguard University's decision to do this 10 years ago. She called it intelligent and courageous. Mm. And it is um, a commitment to those values that has sustained the Global Center for Women and Justice. We went through um, the recession and uh, finding funds to keep it going was difficult. And you know from my story that I actually worked for the Orange County Human Trafficking Task Force for a while um, and just was adjunct and volunteer at the center. Our board, of which you, Dave, serve on the board, has been amazing in keeping this going. And of course, the Vanguard community, the professors, the faculty, the staff, administration, the the commitment together to maintain this really important view um, of understanding how our our the way we live our faith to be authentic we really have to be more than just talking about it we have to do religion that accepts as pure and faultless that's what it said to look after the widows and the orphans so um we're going to keep doing that what i want to actually look at specifically is have we done much in the area of actually ending human trafficking? Ah, that's a good question. Yeah. Oh. So how long have you been on the board, Dave? Oh, let's see here. Has it been three years now? Maybe four? Three? I think four. I Has think it been four. that long? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it took us, you took me a couple of years for you to convince me we could do this podcast. But you're It the, did take a little, well, not yeah. that long, maybe six months to uh, a year. Yeah. 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 So, and now we're going out to New York to the price of life. We are. Yeah, uh, with InterVarsity Christian Fellowship in October. So we hope you're going to plan to listen in. That is going to be the first ever live podcast. And that is going to be October 12th. And we will be posting lots of news about how you can tune in and listen live from Manhattan City Center for Price of Life. Yeah, and so it'll it'll be live in front of that audience. I'm not sure if we'll be able to air it live, but uh, we'll we'll figure out a way to get it we'll to you figure, really closely. Yeah, yeah we'll do it. Yeah, we'll it'll do be, it. it is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to do that. I'm I'm excited about that. I've never left the airport in New York, so I know you said that. So I'm, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna have fun. We gotta go explore a little. So bit. how has the Global Center for Women and Justice and our Women's Studies minor um, impacted ending human trafficking? So I wanted to kind of look back. You can go on our website. And look at the timeline of our 10 years of history. It's a beautiful, graphic, rich um, representation of our history. But what you might also want to know... Can I mention where that is, Sandy? Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. I just saw this today, and it is 
beautifully done. So if you've not had a chance to engage with the center before, not really um, up on what what the center has done in the past, uh, go to our website at gcwj.vanguard.edu slash timeline. And that will provide you with an overview of uh, folks who have led the center in the past, uh, wonderful pictures, resources about the history, uh, the evolution of this project. It's just been, it's just so neat to see how this has evolved over the last 10 years. Well, and the frame for this was really established by the co-founders, Dr. Elizabeth Leonard and Dr. Sherry Benvenuti, and the idea of using research, education, advocacy, and collaboration to build hope spells the word reach. So it's kind of the image of reaching out a hand to women and orphans, that James 127 verse again. And so um, when I look at the history, the first thing I wanted to look at was, have we done research? Well, it would you would find this pretty interesting, I think, Dave. Um, Alexis Miller, who is the coordinator for the Global Center for Women and Justice, was in the very first women's studies minor um, cohort in oh, 2003. Very good. So when I met her in 2006, when I started at Vanguard, um, and I oversaw her senior research project. She and Karen Bell, another women's studies minor, in, um, did the very first research on human trafficking. They were the first senior class of women's studies minors. And they um, met with me, and there wasn't much out there at that time on human trafficking. If you Because, you know, students, we Google everything. And so I told them, we had this conversation. I said, I'd really like you to do your research in person. So find out who's doing this in Orange County. And the first person that they reached out to was uh, Lieutenant Derek Marsh, who was just um, getting the, the Human Trafficking Task Force going. I think that was in 2005. Um, that's an amazing beginning that we started doing human trafficking research right back at the beginning. Another one of the early women's studies minors, um, Anna Cruz, did her research um, on human trafficking by as a participant observer in a shelter for trafficking victims in Athens, Greece, when we took a, a trip there. Alicia Woodard, who eventually served as a coordinator for the center as well, a women's studies minor. And I loved it when, the year that Ashley Sanderson did her research on fair trade products in Orange County. She went uh, for three months. It was a great research project. Three months, she went to businesses that sold chocolate or coffee within a half a mile. So you could walk to it from Vanguard and ask, do you have fair trade coffee? Do you have fair trade chocolate? When they said no, she says, okay, I'll come back next month and see if you have it. And when she came back the next month, they were like, oh, you're serious. And when she went back the third month and could show that we can drive demand for the products that are a value to us, to our Christian values. And business people in that area began to stock the products that she asked for. So that idea of being a voice and making a difference through research, uh, she personified that. So it a, it, research has been a great part of this. One of the research projects that we did in 2011 was a juvenile justice summit and the emerging um, gaps in addressing commercial sexual exploitation of children here in Southern California uh, resulted in reports to the Orange County Grand Jury, 
and to the juvenile justice commissioners. And our students collected that data and evaluated it and produced that amazing report. Awesome. Research informs how we educate the community. And then when we educate our community, well, we have a track record of that. How many of our um, spring Ensure Justice conferences have you attended, Dave? Well, probably four or five since I've been involved uh, formally with the board and maybe even one before that. Yeah, you've been a great working group um, facilitator as we've moved from just having all content in our Ending Human Trafficking, um, well, our Ensure Justice conference. And we have done that for the last um, three years now, so that on the last day, we actually have working groups that produce strategies that we can take back and test and try and see if we can improve how we are working in our communities. And Dave, you've been a big part of that. The, um, the conferences that started on ending human trafficking started in 2007 when we launched the conference um, Strategies Against Sex Trafficking. And um, each year we have added a different component and focused on something particular. Um, One year we focused on the Juvenile Justice Department. We had um, Judge Doug Hachimonji with us. Um, Another year, well, a couple of years we've had um, Dr. Laura Letter when she was with the um, State Department Office on Combating Human Trafficking. And then this past year we had Ernie Allen from the International Center for Missing and Exploited Children as we studied the impact of internet crimes against children and um, how that impacts trafficking and and our children in our own community as well as globally. So our, our conferences are a way that we can share our research and expertise and our resources to open our campus to our community and provide them the very best of what's out there to guide them, educate them, so that when they are engaging, they really do. Our, we, it's not just a tagline for us, study the issues, be a voice, make a difference. It sounds nice, but the reality is if you didn't do your study first, you can make a lot of mistakes that can be very costly, not only to your, your organization's budget, but also to individuals, to the workers, the volunteers, and to victims and survivors. And that's uh, an important point, Sandy, the studying the issues and that does intentionally come first because very well-meaning people can go out and and try to help but if they don't really know what they're doing and what other people have done as far as partnerships and and aren't educated about the the complexities of these issues um can can have unintentional consequences of actually doing things that might set back organizations or set back individuals from being able to uh, get the help get the help and the resources that they need so our commitment to keep doing that is um, we're, we've done it for 10 years. We're going to do it for the next 10 years. Uh, you're talking about what's going to happen in the future. Well, we're excited about the future. We hope to grow the center. We're looking at actually, you know, at this point, people come to the campus and they're like, so um, where is this? It's a couple of offices. Well, we're, we have a, a rendering now of what the Global Center is going to look like when we actually build it. And we're, we're, we're going to try and put some links to that up in the near future so you can see what we're trying to do. Um, when, when we look at building this, we're going to have a state-of-the-art 
teleconference classroom so that when we work with our partners in the University of Dehok um, and provide resources for them and exchange knowledge so that they can um, help us understand better what's happening in their part of the world for women, um, we'll be able to do that right in our own classroom, in our own center. We can be anywhere. It's just, I love technology. It's great. Um, the opportunity for us to grow the center means that we'll be able to take on some new research projects. We're actually reconvening the summit on commercial sexual exploitation of children because what we identified is we need to be looking at this issue way before the kids become involved actually in being uh, prostituted and being commercially sexually exploited. So how do we engage the people that will see them when they're at risk instead of waiting until they're in our probation department, in our delinquency department? And that's coming up this fall, that, that's reconvening, yes, right? Yes, we're going to host that summit um, on November 7th and 8th. And um, these are going to be working professionals that are part of multidisciplinary teams that can begin to engage and will look more at the prevention and early intervention models. Those are exciting ways to be looking at the future of ending trafficking in our own backyard. And I know we have big plans for the conferences coming up in coming years. Oh, I am so excited. In 2014, we are going to have Shima Hall. You've heard us talk about her situation. She was right here, not very far from Vanguard University, um, as a child slave in an upscale gated community. And now she's um, a flourishing young woman with U.S. citizenship, and um, she's going to tell us how important it is for the community to come around us, and Shima Hall is going to be at our 2014 conference. When we get to the conference in March um, next year, we're going to look at the question, why is she a slave? And it kind of ties back to what we started this with, the, the, you know, the final exam is how do we treat widows and orphans? How do we treat the marginalized people in our communities that are so at risk and vulnerable to being exploited? And Shima will be a great example to us to encourage us and um, teach us uh, by her experiences and her circumstances, what could we have done differently and um, when, when we look at some of this, for instance, in her case, and I'm not going to tell you everything because you need to come to the conference. You should plan, especially if you live where there's snow. If you come to us in March, it's going to be pretty sunny and beautiful. And we might get a little wind, but it's pretty nice, right? It is very nice here uh, pretty much any time of the year. But in March and spring, it's usually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but Shima's situation, she came from a country where um, child maids were typical. But even though there was legislation passed against it, it continued to happen. So the, the, the pattern of, well, we'll make a law against it, like the Trafficking Victims Protection Act and things like that, is not enough to change the, um, the patterns that are old and ingrained. And we want to look at ways to begin to change uh, society and culture that values girls and women so that they it reduces their vulnerability. There's so much that can be done through 
the work that the center is doing, Sandy, and I'm always overwhelmed anytime we have a board meeting of just how much the center's up to and you're up to personally as far as the work you're doing. And one key component that we haven't yet mentioned is I just want to say thank you to the community members and listeners of this podcast mm. of being really great supporters of um, the center in an indirect way, but more importantly, that the work that the center is doing through our efforts to end human trafficking and getting the word out. We've had so many people that we've heard from as a result of doing the show and new friendships, new partnerships. Sandy, you've ended up in new countries, uh, you know, meeting people because of this community. And so, uh, you know, thank you for being a part of building this community. And if you haven't engaged with us already and haven't let us know you're out there, we, we would love to hear from you and we'd love to get engaged with you in a lot of different ways. Um, you know, we, we always love getting email from our listeners. And so if you, if we haven't heard from you and you've utilized something from this show to help, uh, be a voice in your community and in your sphere of influence, we'd love to hear about that. And uh, the best way to reach out to us is by email, which is gcwj at vanguard.edu. And we've mentioned recently, Sandy, that uh, Facebook's actually a great way to stay connected with the center as well. And the reason you'd want to get connected with with us on Facebook is not just to know what's going on with the center, but Alexis is doing a fantastic job of posting information up there that is relevant to people who care about these issues, uh, news articles, resources. So that's a wonderful place to start. Uh, if for you as a resource to get connected. So definitely check us out on Facebook. Just search for Global Center for Women and Justice and you'll stay up to speed on everything that's going on um, with the center, but more importantly, of the resources and tools, news that's happening out there, what's going on in the community and what uh, what will keep you informed to be someone who really does study the issues well, be a voice and ultimately can make a difference for others. Exactly. And if you, um, if you go on there and like that, then invite your friends too. We, I looked on our Facebook page the other day and it was, there was so much great content and I realized, oh, we haven't been promoting that people could use this resource. I want to just challenge you to engage um, your friends in, in partnering with us and sharing this um, um, with your Facebook community. Facebook has become a way of connecting with your past and with your um, your community, your relatives, people that you wouldn't get to see for months and months. They live across the country or years at a time. And it's an amazing, amazing tool. And we want to start using it better to... Um, promote the issues and and use it to educate our community as well. We won't inundate you with stuff. You, we just put a little bit out there. So it's okay. Fantastic. Sandy, what else should, tell tell me one thing about the, just you're excited about for the 2013-2014 academic year that we haven't already mentioned that you're looking forward to as part of the next, the beginning of the 10 years the next 10 years at the Global Center for Women and Justice. Well, I am excited about the fact that there's actually um, a plan to build a center and it's going to be fabulous. It will expand our our reach and our capacity to do things. It's amazing. Creating space um, creates presence as well. And it 
becomes a place where we can um, engage our community. They can stop in and and pick up resources or have a conversation, and that's an important part of it. Um, I think also that the reach on the internet, we have a goal to launch an online human trafficking certificate that is a grad level 12 unit program. Oh, wow. And I hesitate saying this on on the air right now, because then I know people are going to start saying, well, when is that going to launch? Well, frankly, we have to raise the money to do the, the, all the work that goes with in the back end of offering an online course. Sure. And sure. so so as I start thinking about what can people do to help us celebrate our birthday, um, come online and give us a birthday present and that will help us uh, reach some of our goals in offering um, online courses, in expanding our reach to our community. You can be part of building our future because it really is a physical um, uh, growth as well as just the... Um, the momentum that we have in the issues that drive and compel us to do justice and love mercy and walk humbly. Perfect. What's the best way if someone is uh, feels called to do that? What's the best way for folks to well, engage I, in that way, Sandy? I believe that you can go on to our um, gcwj.vanguard.edu website, and then you can just click on the the donate button, and it'll give you that opportunity to give us a birthday gift. And we should also mention that one of the commitments that uh, Sandy and I have made is to continue to keep this podcast going for as long mm-hmm. as we're both able to do so and to get the word out because we know that uh, there are so many uh, folks out there that listen, that utilize this as part of their uh, their development and studying the issues. So you can go out and be a voice and make a difference. And so we're really grateful for that opportunity to be a part of your development and your a study of this issue. And so thank you for that. And we're going to continue to keep our faithful uh, commitment to uh, do this going forward. And Sandy, we'll be airing yeah. episode 100 someday. And I hope 200, so. 500 hope maybe. So. Yeah. It'll be fun. And, and, uh, and, and I know there's going to be a lot for us to talk about. And, and I, I hesitate to say that because unfortunately there will still be a lot for us to talk mm-hmm. about. The, the, this right. is not an issue that's going to go away tomorrow or next week. And so we have a lot of work ahead of us. And the more that we can continue to engage and partner and that we build bridges and the partnerships that we've talked about a lot on the show, the more that it is going to really uh, be, is going to help accelerate the process that this does end someday. Absolutely. That's that's a goal for all of us. Well, I want to hear from listeners as we celebrate our 10th anniversary. If you've ever attended a conference Uh, write and tell us um, how it impacted you. If you've been listening to the podcast and you've used it in a unique way, uh, I had a gal send me an email and and she started a small neighborhood um, group looking into human trafficking and they meet every week and they listen to a podcast and then they, they go online and check out the resources and see how they could do that as well. There are probably another hundred ideas that we haven't even thought of. So send us an email, gcwj at vanguard.edu, or go on Facebook and Facebook and um, make a comment there. And if you'd love to talk with us live, we're always happy to chat with you too. 714-966-6360. Sandy, here's to another 10 years. All right. Happy birthday, Global Center for Women and Justice. See you in a couple weeks. Take care. 